0: Well, friends in Christ, we are gathered here today to celebrate resurrection. We're here to celebrate that in raising Jesus from the dead, God started doing something new. Resurrection is a difficult thing for us to wrap our minds around. It's not part of our usual day-to-day experience. When people are dead, they usually stay dead. But in our Gospel reading, the women came to see the tomb, and the ground shook. An angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled away the stone, and sat on it. He was gleaming like lightning, with clothing as white as snow. And the angel said, don't be afraid. You're looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has been raised. The women were shocked. It was the last thing that they were expecting. They'd come to pay their last respects to look at a tomb with a big stone in front of it. But suddenly the rug was pulled out from underneath them. He is not here. He has been raised. So what do we make of all of this? What is resurrection all about? What does resurrection mean for us? Resurrection is not just what happens to you after you die, life after death. We aren't gathered here this morning to talk about when you die, you go on living somehow, that some little part of you goes somewhere else. There's something different about resurrection. After he was raised, Jesus came through locked doors to where the disciples were hiding. They were scared out of their minds. They thought they were seeing a phantom. So he showed them his hands and his feet and his sides. He had them feel that he was real. I'm not a ghost, he said. By the way, do you have anything to eat? Because apparently when you die and rise again, you work up a tremendous appetite. In John's Gospel, when when Mary Magdalene met the risen Jesus, she thought he was a gardener. She didn't realize who it was until he called her by name, Mary. The two disciples on the road to Emmaus walked along for miles, talking with the risen Jesus, but didn't realize that it was him until they invited him to stay and share a meal together. He gave thanks broke the bread and gave it to them, and suddenly they recognized Him. And then He was gone, vanished. The risen Jesus has a different kind of physicality. People don't recognize Him at first. There's something different going on here. God is doing something new. Some people think about Jesus is that if you believe the right things and do the right things, then you get to go somewhere better when you die. But hear this. Resurrection is not about leaving earth to go someplace far away. Resurrection is about this world, this place being renewed and restored. 1 Corinthians, Paul says, I handed on to you as of first importance what I in turn had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures and that He was buried and that He was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures and that He appeared to Peter, then to the twelve, then He appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive. Paul is saying this really happened. Jesus rose from the dead. If you have any doubts, go talk to any of those 500 people who saw Him. Resurrection is not about going somewhere else. It's about being fully here. Jesus isn't a ghost. He's walking and talking and eating broiled fish. Resurrection is an embodied, active, new kind of life in this world we call home. We aren't gathered today to celebrate that someday we're going to leave earth. We celebrate that Jesus has come up through death and started something new right here in this place. Resurrection is the affirmation of this life. It's rooted here. The big story of Scripture is not that someday we will abandon this place. But that God has started something new to put back together this world, to renew this world, to redeem this world, to reconcile this world. Genesis begins here with creation, and Revelation ends here with new creation. We're not celebrating today that someday we won't be left behind. God says, I am going to rescue this world. And I've already begun it with Jesus and an empty tomb. Resurrection proclaims that there is a new creation bursting forth right in the midst of this one. When you're a follower of Jesus, you begin to see that new creation happening all over the place. It's really easy this time of year. You just walk outside and you see the beautiful green grass. You see the flowers coming up, the trees budding, the birds building their nests. It's all around us. God is making all things new right now. And we get to be part of it. God is rescuing this creation from what has damaged and polluted and enslaved it. Resurrection declares that this world matters. What we create matters. How we help others matters. How we care for the earth matters. What we believe matters. We build habitat homes for families because it matters. We sit with someone who's lost a loved one because it matters. You help make a quilt for a family in Indonesia because it matters. You serve as a foster parent, volunteer at affordables, or give a can of soup through a food pantry to someone because it matters. These good things that you have done will continue forever in God's good creation. The question that we need to ask ourselves is, will the things we have given our lives to go on forever in the world that God is redeeming? When you sit and hold someone's hand at the hospital, when you read a book to a child, when you plant a tree, it will go on in God's good world we pray for God's kingdom to come and His will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Resurrection says that a new world has begun and we are invited to take part in it right here and now in this life that God loves and is redeeming and restoring. After Jesus was raised, His followers described resurrection with all kinds of images and metaphors. In 1 Peter, he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He has given us a new birth. We have an enormous number of baptisms coming up here at Emmanuel in the next few weeks. It's an exciting time for families. The beginning of new life. I think about all of the firsts that are waiting for each of those kids. Their first smile, their first laugh, their first little tooth, and then first steps going to school, learning to play an instrument. They'll grow into young boys and girls, and then young men and women. Someday they may fall in love, get married, and start their own families. They have new life all in front of them. Scripture says that resurrection is like a new birth, new life. In Romans 6, Paul says, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. Resurrection is new bodily life. Resurrection is God's victory over death and the forces of evil. The tomb is empty. Death has been decisively defeated. The powers of sin and violence and oppression and injustice are on the run. Maybe you're here today with a cloud hanging over your heart despite the sun outside. Maybe there's something in your past that you just can't shake. You broke someone's trust, or they broke yours, and you're stuck in it. Maybe you made a horrible mistake years ago, and a sense of shame still clings to you. Or you went through a messy divorce. And you feel broken and unwanted. You think that mistake, that broken relationship, that particular pain defines you. I'm here to tell you that it doesn't define you. Not if you believe in resurrection. That pain, that shame, that hurt doesn't have to dominate your life anymore. There's resurrection on the other side of the grave. When you are knocked down, you can get back up again because Christ has already won the fight. He took everything that this world can dish out and absorbed it. Now, through his faith, through faith in his victory, his strength is yours. Paul says, "I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." Now, if if you're a boxer and you're going into the round, and you get in there, and you're start, starting to fight, and then all of a sudden, your opponent just knocks you completely flat to the floor. You know, your your opponent starts to chuckle. But if you pop right back up and get right back at it, your your opponent takes a step back. You know, and he goes at you again, knocks you flat again, but you pop right back up. Suddenly... Your opponent is getting a little scared. Why does this guy keep popping back up? That's what life in Christ is like. We get knocked down, but we get back up again because of what Jesus has done for us. You know, you even start to taunt your opponent. Is that all you got? Come on, hit me harder. Pain? Okay. Money trouble? All right, health problems? Come on, My grandma hits harder than you. If you keep absorbing everything that your opponent dishes out and you keep getting back up, eventually you win. The victory is yours. First Corinthians' taunts: "Where O oh, death is your victory? Where O oh, death is your sting? Where O oh, death is your left hook? Thanks be to God, Paul says, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ has won the victory. He has risen from the grave. His victory is yours. There is new life, new birth, resurrection happening all around us right here. Christ gives us hope for the future and strength for today. We give hope to others. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. We share His love because He first loved us. What we do for others matters because it will endure in God's good creation. Resurrection happens, new life is ours. Together we tell the world, Christ is risen, He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen.